Welcome to Messenger Unscripted, where we talk about anything on my mind or my heart. Let's get it started. Okay. So today I'm with my mom, and uh, y'all like the last one, so, you know, she's back. So, uh, once again, we have no idea what we're going to talk about. So, of course, you're the guest, so you lead the way here. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You guys are so awesome, and let's just get ready to learn something. And it's always good to hear people's conversation. You know, the difference between y'all here in a podcast... It's not a big difference between he- being at a table and hearing other people just having conversations and you kind of, the only thing is, is you don't have a, a say-so in the conversation because you're listening to somebody else's conversation. But of but course y'all awesome. comment and give y'all's input. True. True. So anyways, hope everybody had a great day to, to, today and let's go ahead and get started on today's thoughts. Okay. Well... Uh, today, me and my sister went to a hockey game, and we kind of got back maybe like actually like an hour ago. And we were talking about celebrities, and you know how they um, they would um, in a sense, well, I'm not not literally, but in a sense, give their life to Satan. You know what I mean? Like to become famous, and you know, you know, you know those mm-hmm. where they would give their life and. In a sense of uh, for fame, know, for fame and, well. and money and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and and we were talking like um, she was kind of curious about it of how you know he doesn't just say you know you know be with me and not God and I'll give you what you want and that's true but it's also like um, I guess it's kind of a story but one of the very popular rappers that I don't know if you all know of, of Lil Nas X if you know him. You showed me yes at yeah, that time. Okay. Um, Lil Nas X, he had, and uh, other Satan uh, people, they would be in interviews and stuff, and they would talk about, um, you know, they they said, we gave our, you know, we gave it to him, and we're not afraid of it, because look what he's done, for, the good he's done for me. Yeah, they speak openly about it. They're, oh, it's all open now. And I was telling her that uh, one of the Satanists that is now Christian, he said, um, when you be when God when when you give your life to Satan in a sense to be have whatever you want to be the wealthiest in the world to be the most famous whatever you want he'll give it to you but it all comes with a price not just by not giving your life to God and losing that but uh, he said before you before he gives you something he gives you something to do one of the things he did is kill somebody and I'll give you what you want, but you need to kill this particular person. Wow. And uh, what it was is he killed two, he said, kill these two people because um, I guess these two people were doing something for, I don't know what, I don't know why though. He killed those two particular people and they, you know, they listened to his wishes and and he became famous and, you know, later, years down the road, he gave his life to Christ and all that and now he's confessing, you know, about you know the people he killed and the celebrities that also may have killed people or done whatever wrong and the devil is smart enough to tell everybody he says when you he said when you kill these people I will make sure 100% that your hands will be clean and that no one will ever find evidence that you did it because I will protect you I will give you what you want and then that's when they gave their life and so um, from that moment on, they you know they gave their life to Satan and all that stuff, and 
I'm just kind of telling you that story to tell you that you know the beauty in the world does it doesn't it doesn't fulfill anything, mm-hmm. and um, it doesn't. It's all just a lie. Yeah, they're being deceived into believing that oh, it's it's success. I did it. I worked hard, but it's actually you just wield a deal with Satan, and sometimes they don't even realize that. I think, you know, because they're doing it themselves outside of God anything you do outside of God is it's not blessed which is you normally why a lot of the Hollywood celebrities that we know in movies or whatnot whatever they're leaving Hollywood and moving to Florida or a lot of other states because they're starting to see that Hollywood is not a good thing and so they're they're leaving California and Hollywood to leave and go do other things or be actors in another location that has nothing to do with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, their eyes are opening to see all that because they're not afraid to show Satan anymore like they used to. Yeah. Kind of like everything else in the world that's so sinful, you know, like the gays and, and you know, um, all these different type of cultural, uh, cancer cultural movements. And they're so open now because even church-going people, and I'm going to call them Christians, but church-going religious people have accepted that. And it's accepting all kinds of walks of life, and this world is being more corrupted more than ever, and it's just going to continue to get worse. It'll always continue to get worse, but the matter is of, uh, even though people people think it's also like, just because we know it's going to get worse, does that mean you're just needing to, like, drop everything and then not not care because you already know it's not going to help so um what i'll say to those people that think that just because it's going to get worse that you don't need to step in and do anything it's the matter of um even if you you pray and you help one single life that is a life precious to god no matter who it is and you know one life always matters so if you don't focus on like a million people that are just doing wrong but have a one-on-one conversation with one person and you never know who that person knows that could change millions other people which is um why you normally one-on-ones are usually like the best things to do honestly personally just because you can actually communicate and have their thoughts and have yours and actually have a discussion and you know if which is why the problems of being on a podium and then people screaming in the stages because they feel like they're not being heard or whatever and whatnot. So then when you just not having to yell and scream and all that, then your emotions get ahead of you and then you kind of lose yourself. And then that's why preachers get lose. They lose themselves all the time now Mm -hmm. because all these people are bashing them and all that stuff. So if you just calm down, talk talk one-on-one with them, then y'all won't have a problem. If you, if there's a camera pointing at them, there will be a problem because cameras is like a new way to show I'm right, you're wrong kind of thing. Yeah, and just because it's a majority that's going for something doesn't mean that they're right. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus was a minority when he was here on earth, and um, he was the only true light, and everybody was against him. The majority was against him. And everybody thought their own thoughts were right. Like, he, Jesus is crazy. Jesus is a liar. And he's not a prophet. He's not the Messiah. And he's not Christ. Look, we killed him. And 
So it's just like a ha-ha to them, not knowing until uh, when he died. Then did they realize, we just killed the Son of God. Mm -hmm. You know, when it was already too late. And that's what's going to happen when Jesus comes. People are going to be living their life to the fullest. You know, have fun and drink and party and, you know, watch all these movies and say all these words out of your mouth, you know, like a sailor's mouth and, you know, just have constantly have sex and, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. I mean, the, the sin of li the list of sin is goes on forever. Yeah, I'll say that the uh, the is if if the world likes you, the world. Okay, I'm I'm clarifying that. If the world likes you, then there's a problem there. Exactly. Because if they're you, he, the world won't like you because you're just like him. So if you're an exact replica of who he wants you to be, then how can you blend in at the same time? And as what, um, uh, I think his name is Jim Cavell. What is his name? Jim Cavell, the guy that played Jesus in Passion of the Christ. Jim. One of his quotes, and I I love it so much. It's, you were not born to fit in, but you are born to stand out. And so it's very true. So if you're blending in with people, but also God at the same time, there's, there's, a, there's a problem there that something that needs to be announced yeah I completely agree because I've had the same conversation with people you know church going people they're like oh you know I am liked by everybody like so many people like me they respect me and you know people outside of church and in church you know but it's not about being liked I mean that doesn't make you Christian respect because, is awful <laughs> just because they like you if you're not offending people by the word of God then you're not walking like Jesus wants you to walk. And I don't mean offend people as in go put them down, start judging them, tell them they're going to hell, this and that. No, 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 no. What I'm saying by offending is just when you walk in love, when you walk in the characteristics of Christ the way he did, then that's how you start offending people. And Jesus never, um, he never bashed anyone except the Pharisees because they were very religious. And um, he would tell people outright, you know, um, you think you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. And people got offended. But he spoke the truth. You know, um, you can't be afraid to walk in the light. Which is when, um, when people have arguments about the Bible and being right and, um, you know, people get offended because they are, they don't, you know, they want to f be, feel like they know more about God than the other person does because then they'll seem more spiritually awake in a sense, I guess. So it's more of the the Bible is offensive because it confronts the evil inside someone. That's yeah. what it does. Mm -hmm. So if someone gets offended by truth, then what is that thing that's being offended inside of them? It's nothing good. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I forgot where I heard. Oh, uh, Billy Graham said that. He said the Bible is offensive because it confronts people's uh, 
uh, side that nobody wants to them to see. It does, and Jesus said that you know it 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 your light shines so bright within you when you're walking like Jesus that when the world sees you, they feel condemned. Why? Because you know, for example, tonight I just got home with a having a dinner with some friends and they're talking about music and one of them says oh no you know rosemary you know me say rosemary can't listen to that kind of music and one of them was defending me they're like oh no you just have to listen to it you'll like it and she says no 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 you don't know my friend she does not like that kind of music and she won't listen to it it offends her and um you don't know what kind of person she is and they're like oh you just have to watch the videos you'll like the videos you know no, you don't know. Yet. She kept telling him, you know, that I would not like the videos and I won't like the songs. But, you know, they don't understand because the world doesn't understand, you know. And um, and that's good. If you can, it's pretty cool that if you can have a friend that stands supports. up for you and supports you, you know, because of who you are, that's, that's great. And not a friend that tries to turn you away and try to make you to be someone that you're really not. But says, hey, this is the kind of person you are. You're a Christian. Then you know what? I like you the way you are, and I'm not going to change you. And, you know, that's a friend. Yeah, friends can be very supportive when it comes to these things, which is why he likes likes fellowships. He says two is better than one because if one falls, the other one can help him back up. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to three, it's harder for them to break apart because there's more than two. You know what I mean? Yeah. I forgot what verse that was, but I know that I read that. And it's true because, you know, if you're ever having some type of doubt of anything, you have that one friend that has words to speak that will get you out of that place rather than you being, you know, in thought. And that messes you up. Yeah, and... One of the conversations that we had tonight, my friend was telling me that she does not go to church anymore because she used to go to church, but she goes to church. She was going to church by herself because she is not married anymore. She said she would go to church and she felt like people were judging her because I was always looking at her and asking her, where's your husband? And she didn't have one. And um, she just got tired of people always staring at her and and, and, uh, she thought they were judging her. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. I don't know. So she just stopped going to church. She said, I haven't gone to church in years. And I said, well, what other people think about you shouldn't matter, and you should go back to church. She goes, well, I'm Christian because I pray and I believe in God. And she's always said that to me since I've known her, um, which has been a year exactly this month. And um, I told her tonight, I said, it's more than that. It's not just praying and believing. It's more than that. Because even Satan believes in God. Even Satan knows the Bible frontwards and backwards. But look where he's at. So Satan, you know, believing in God and, and praying once in a while does not save you. It's a spiritual renewal that you need to go through. I'll say that the, um, and I really want people to hear this because I don't ever say this, but I will now. A lot of the churches nowadays and a lot of people that, oh, I will be careful, but uh, people that, some people that go to church are just as lost as people that don't go. And yeah. it, it hurts 
it I would I'm not gonna say it hurts more for those who go to church but then have no idea what it's like but it's also it's 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 hard to get to somebody when they feel like they know what they're exactly what they're talking about and they are they go to church all the time they have this and that they do their devotionals they do whatever they feel does that you know do what pleases God I guess but then it leaves their soul empty there's nothing there there's no fulfillment there and so what the damage is is the people that don't know God at all there once they you know hear God for the first time you know the veils open and they can finally see him the and then, veil meaning the eyes yeah your eyes are open and then the um and then the Christians they're they think their 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 eyes are open and then they're stuck in this predicament that they put themselves in called religion and then that's what I feel is more damaging than without even having any knowing of who God is because uh, if you it's hard to if you go to church and then you do all these things but then your soul is completely empty it's just as lost as anybody else that doesn't because then you have all this information in your head but it's never gone anywhere but your memory mm-hmm. which church people church people are different than um, godly people which um, which is why I won't tell people whoever I talk to I won't tell them to live a Christian lifestyle I'll tell them to live a Jesus lifestyle because they're different things if you live a Christian lifestyle what you'll hear is if you do your devotionals or if you pray this many times or if you read your Bible to do this and you'll feel free and you'll feel good and you 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 and you you know all the things that God will do for you and that's what churches will teach you of all the things he can do for you and get rid of your stress for you and you know yeah he gives those he takes those things away but churches it's not a moment to talk about you it's a moment to talk about him Right. And what he did for you, mm-hmm. and then that's where everything changes. Not to do, not about you. It's about seeking him and his kingdom and his righteousness, mm-hmm. and everything else will be fulfilled through to you. But yeah. it's not seeking your will. Oh, I need peace. I need joy. I need, you know, I'm hurting. I need him to comfort me. I need, I, 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 I need a good job. And you know, no, get yourself out of the way and focus on Jesus. Yeah, which is the problem with churches nowadays, too. A lot of the big churches that are, you know, taking up, you know, taking in all the teenagers my age and all that stuff, they'll go they'll go do Jesus stuff around the city and all that stuff, and then they'll go back to church, and then you listen to the preachings that they just said, and it literally, all it did was motivate them to do good things, which is just good things yeah what's that guy in houston joe osteen joel osteen see his dad was a minister and his dad was the true osteen he was a true believer he knew jesus he knew the gospel but joel turned around and is changing that into more like a um, psychological type teaching you know it's a feel-good type teaching and how and, and and so he went way off you know uh biblical truth 
But it sounds good, and his church is huge. Huge. Makes a lot of money. Oh, millions. And he's got followers and books and CDs and the yin-yang. But that just goes to show you that, the again, the majority is not always right. And, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm going to say even Satan goes to church. And I'm going to say, I'm not talking about Joel here, but I'm saying, you know, he could, I'm... If people, if there are people that are uh, like those multi-millionaire preachers out there, there's a whole bunch of them. They have jets and mansions all over the around the world, and they're not preaching anything that's gonna, you know, that fills your heart, that nothing that fills your soul at any point at all, but that it just gives you a good solid amen about your life, and um, you know what he can do and all that stuff and the basic things that don't give anything. Because they don't talk about him, unless it's unless he does something for you, then it's um, you know the devil can work in their lives just as much because if he sees those people that preach all the time, but there's no, there's not I mean he's gonna he can work there to where oh look I got them they're not even preaching any truth so then they think that they're good and then when it's time to go to heaven they're gonna be like. Lord, what do you, I did this and this. Didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I castle devils? Didn't I uh, do this and that? And Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I do not know you. And yeah, there are there are preachers that will tell you. There was a pastor that was a multimillionaire, and he said, he, would, he even said on, um, he said, I got people bashing me and telling me why I got a jet. Like, why? Like, if y'all are Christians, you can't be bashing me like that. And he said, so proudly, he's like, God told me to get the most expensive jet there is in the world. And I did. He bought uh, hundreds of millions of the most luxurious jet you could ever, uh, money can buy. And he bought it. And I honestly, I mean, I don't know if that really could be him. I know he's a giver in a big sense but it's also to look at it in the way I see it is like look if he wanted to go around the world and go do these amazing things like God says and all that stuff I mean wouldn't you get a jet but then not why would he tell you to get the most expensive and when you can do so many givings and blessings with that millions of dollars that instead of uh, I guess that luxurious life that they prefer to live I guess mm. which I'm not too I don't know about that I don't know I know he's a big giver uh, the most expensive that's kind of crazy there it's a big one yeah and we need to pray you know for people that that are that have that seat to to teach evangelize you know whether they're teaching correctly or not just pray for them that they you know, um, the heart stays open or will open, you know, to, to hearing God's word and changing their message if it needs to be changed or, you know, whatever the case may be. But that's, you know, just where we can help as believers. Mm -hmm. Preachers are judged harsher because, you know, you could either help all those millions of people or just put them in a bad place. So it's you have to be real careful with those things. So, you know, if you, whoever you're listening to, you know, be mindful of who you listen to and you know you know you know taking the means spit out the bones if need be if they don't have everything in check there 
So, um, and you're not going to know whether they're preaching something correct or not unless you are in the spirit because that spirit will tell you, no, what they said was, wasn't right. Yeah. So I need you to go study the word yourself and God will teach you. But if you just listen to this very famous person or your church pastor, whoever it is, just take in everything that they have to say that comes out of yeah, their mouth, it it's then you're just like um, like a sponge like taking a, everything. Yeah, you're just exactly just absorbing anything that everybody says to you, and then you'll be you. And you're not everything. supposed to do that. You need to go read that Bible by yourself and and study it and get in relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, so you can be taught. Yeah, so it, the preachers that, uh, you know, like I told, uh, I think I told my dad, uh, I said there are so many people, there are people that will uh, that preach to millions and millions of people around the world, and I will always say this, just because they have 10 million followers, how many of those 10 million followers are following Jesus? Ooh, good Not one. just him. They may like him and his message but then when judgment day comes what fraction of those people are even going to the you know mm-hmm. to the kingdom of heaven that's a big one yeah, that's a good so question. they need to be um you know have a relationship with with god here and not stuck in a in a religion uh, in a church life those are big differences there mm-hmm. um but i think i'm gonna end it off there if you're ready yes Okay, then uh, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. And if you liked it with my mom here, then let me know. I know y'all like the other one, so she's here again. So I'll go ahead and see you guys in the next one, Messenger. All right, God bless.